Hey, Hopefuls. We're Jessa, Tash, and Rachel. We're three fun-loving life coaches. And together, we're Babes with Hope. Hey, Hopefuls. Welcome back to another episode of Babes with Hope. Um, We were talking about what we kind of wanted to discuss this week. And the thing that seemed to be a common theme for the three of us was letting go of life's plan, which kind of means like just letting things happen, not holding so tight to what you think exactly needs to happen. And just kind of, I don't know, living in flow a little bit, just letting go, letting yourself be present. Um, And I feel like we all have uh, our own kind of like meaning for that and example. So Rach, do you want to kind of kick us off with what that means for you right now? Yeah, absolutely. And this is interesting to talk about for me. So I just want to preface it by saying that, that um, I went back and forth in my head about whether or not I'm going to talk about this on podcast. And because I don't know who's listening or what they're thinking of me. And I just thought, oh, who cares? (laughs) This is my life. This is what I'm going through. I hope that you fully accept me. And if you don't, I'll be fine. So the truth of the situation is um, my husband and I have been going through a really, really, really rough time. I alluded to it very cryptically in the last few episodes about just going through changes in my life or not having all the answers. And it is because my husband and I are officially separated and he moved out over the new year which was really difficult. Um, It was not the most fun way to start off my New Year's Eve celebration was helping my husband pack up his things so he could move out. And the reality of the situation is uh, that's where we are. And there were many, many, many reasons for that. Um, There was no one major blowout fight it was a hundred reasons. And we just came to a place in our relationship where we were like, this cannot continue on this way. Something has got to change. Something has got to be different. And I kind of drew a line in the sand and said, I'm, I'm done with this dynamic. And it either is over or... We need massive, massive change because I'm just flat out not going to do this anymore. I'm pursuing my ultimate happy and this relationship isn't it right now. And I'm not saying that I advocate for that because when I say it out loud, I'm like, well, that sounds like I just want people to be selfish and do what's, you know, what's selfish And that isn't what I mean. I mean, for the first time, I actually care about what I want and what I need. And first and foremost, and if that means putting my emotional health first, then that's what I'm going to do. And so can we we actually talk about that really, really quick? Because I think what we just said was super powerful um, of, you know, a 
like attuning to your own emotional needs. And obviously like it is different when you're in a relationship because you're not just thinking about yourself, whether it's your significant other or your kids or whatever, like you are having to think about another person. And also there comes a time and I feel like not that anything is ever easy when you're going through, you know, the situation you're going through, but you guys don't have kids, you know, like it is a moment where it's two people who, you know, are deciding does this or does this not work for us anymore. And I feel like no matter what situation situation you're in, whether it is with a significant other or you're just in a job that you don't like or whatever it is, like it's so powerful to tune into yourself and be selfish. I feel like that word gets such a bad mm-hmm. rep, you know, mm-hmm. like being selfish. Right. I wish that we could kind of reclaim that a little bit because in, in one way, it does mean taking back your power and taking back your happy and taking back your like joy for life, which I, I feel like you're about to like go into, but I just wanted to like stop the conversation for a moment and just like, not only applaud you, but just, and of course, like give you so much love. Like, I think it's so powerful. And as like a friend of yours, I'm just so happy for you that you decided to choose your own happy regardless of the fact that you know that this time is going to fucking suck yeah (laughs) and i think there's like a lot of importance in like letting go of the plan not only the plan you guys had in the beginning as a couple getting married like that plan but then the plan of today like the plan moving forward now, like letting go of that plan as well. So whether it's letting go of the past plan or letting go of the future plan, like what does that mean and how can you find peace in the moment and that bit of happiness that, you know, it's there and we've talked about how to find that. But yeah, so letting go of the plan, whether it's the past or the future, can lead us in so many different ways because at that point, we're knowing that the universe has our back and we are embraced in that trusting love Mm -hmm. of whatever God, Allah, the universe, whatever it is you believe in, just letting go and trusting and having faith that you know, your life is going in the way it's meant to go because the the universe has your back. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I feel like I, this work, what this work, this life coaching has given me is an understanding that I matter. Mm. And yes. (laughs) And that simple concept that I matter is so forgotten. It's so forgotten. I forgot it a long, long time ago and have always put myself last um, in everything, including in my relationship. And I am realizing that, that it isn't his fault that I never stood up and said that I mattered. That's on me and I'm ready to do it now, no matter what that looks like. And I'm ready to own my part in the fact that this relationship wasn't working. And 
that's okay. I am so over blaming and shaming myself or him or other people. It's like, can we just focus on what's working and what isn't working and make our lives work all the time? So forgetting the shame, forgetting the blame and just moving forward and saying, this is what's happening right now. And what is going to come of it is good. Do I know what is going to come of this separation? No, I do not. And that's what we were talking about this morning is I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if this separation is going to end in divorce. I don't know if this separation is going to end in healing our relationship. And being in the unknown for me in the past would have been completely scary and I would have been freaking out and I would have been constantly trying to figure out the end of the book, the end of the chapter, um, you know, calling him all the time to talk about what are we going to do? That was the old me because I had to put my faith and trust in the outcome and and all of my peace was wrapped up in understanding the outcome. And I just feel like that's not who I am anymore. And I'm really trying to find the words to articulate it. It's just that I know I'll be okay. And I know that he'll be okay. And I know that God has us, that the universe is going to have our back. And that in this moment, me walking in this separation is right for me. It is what is best for me. It is what is best for him. So it might not look like the perfect relationship to other people. It might not look like the quote unquote right thing to do. I don't care about that anymore. What I care about is walking in alignment with myself, walking in alignment with my God, walking in alignment with what the universe has for me. And I, I know that I couldn't do that relationship the way it was going. I just couldn't. And I don't want to go into details about that because there's two sides of every story and Alex isn't here. But my perspective was this relationship for me is toxic. I can't. Our dynamic is not working. Us trying to solve problems is not working. Us trying to have conflict resolution isn't working. So we need a massive, massive, massive pattern interrupt. And he's moved out. And I think the the part that I'm really reflecting on right now is just how okay I actually am in the unknown and knowing that this time in my life is for me to find myself and to remember the fact that I matter. And um, and that's what I'm doing. Ugh. You've said it so many times and I just love it. You matter, you matter, you matter. Like, uh, it's so powerful. Like, and (laughs) I, I know, especially like we had this whole conversation this morning, it doesn't necessarily feel that way all the time when you're going through the shit, but the Mm -hmm. fact that you can sit here and continue to say that you are doing this thing that some may consider at whatever, like blowing up your life or going like on the ultimate pivot or whatever that is. And for you to still continue to say that you matter. Okay. I want to like rephrase. I did not mean like blowing up your life. You know what I mean? Like that ultimate (laughs) big change. I know that, you know, but I'm like, I don't want people out there to think that I think that you're doing that. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> no, like the ultimate big. And also like sometimes you do need to blow up your fucking life to yeah. like change. Yeah. Um, there are so many things that you said and I was like, okay, what is the actual topic of today's uh, podcast? Because I want to take your conversation or your like what you said in so many different directions do it uh, go boring. for it we're letting go like we are here for the conversations <laughs> the tough the bold the beautiful the nitty-gritty we've been through it all we are here for these real conversations so ask away yeah i just think that it's so powerful like the the knowing that you're going to be okay. Like that's the biggest thing that I kind of was getting out of what you were saying. And the, the thing that that immediately makes me think of is people's fear of inaction and fear or not fear of inaction, fear of this moment of the big change of feeling uncomfortable of feeling like you don't know what's going on. And that creates inaction. Mm -hmm. I feel like I am the number one spokesperson for inaction. That's been like my life for pretty much all of my twenties, because I was so immobilized by fear of being uncomfortable, which hot jokes on me. I was just as uncomfortable, if not more so by my inaction, than I probably would have been actually deciding to do the thing and being uncomfortable in gaining experience and just like actually living my life. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I, I want people to take away from this conversation is, you know, maybe you're not going through something similar or maybe you are. The point is, to be okay in the unknown and not just okay, but loved, loved by yourself, loved by the universe, loved by God. And just that ultimate peace that no matter what happens, I'll be all right. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Can we break down really quick for, I'm, cause I'm just thinking about myself where I was five years ago. And if somebody had been like trust in the universe or trust in God, I'm sitting there rolling my eyes. Like, what mm. the fuck are you talking about? Like, what <laughs> yeah. do you mean? That was the me that was like, didn't know how and what like gratitude was. If you remember from a couple yeah. episodes ago. So can we break down mm -hmm. what that means a little bit for each of us and kind of like how we came to that, like understanding? Absolutely. For me, and yeah, definitely, I'm thinking of, I went through some really hard times in high school, which we talked about in the earlier episodes. In those moments in my life, I did not know if I was going to be okay. I really did not know. I did not know if the outcome was going to be okay. I did not know that God had my back. I, at that time when I was going through trial, felt so alone and so just wrapped up in the anxiety of the unknown and felt like abandoned, abandoned by God, abandoned by other people, abandoned by hope, abandoned by any kind of a future. And I even knew God back then. So that was, it just was just like, well, that was just my state of mind. I was so new to walking in trial and pain that I didn't understand that it would be okay in the end. And having walked through that before, 
knowing that everything worked out okay and no, it wasn't easy. I'm sure I made it a lot harder on myself than it needed to be, honestly, because I didn't know how to grieve. I had no practice in it. So just every day felt like my world was ending versus now having practiced grief, having um, known that everything worked out in the end for the good, knowing that I walked through that fire and walked out okay and fine and better than fine, stronger than ever before. I'm facing this trial in my life with the reassurance that everything's going to be okay in the end. And I am going to walk out of this stronger than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I mean. And also because if I could say like, I've, because I'm a life coach and I really do believe in the power of timeline therapy, I am not bogged down by my negative emotions. In the past, I used to let negative emotions keep me from getting out of bed in the morning. They would be so heavy on me that I couldn't move. My grief, my pain, my depression, my anxiety, I couldn't function in life. I've already done a trauma release around what's going on in my life right now. So am I going to still experience sadness? Yes. Am I still going to experience anger? Yes. Am I still going to experience a little fear of the unknown? Yes. But not to the extent that I can't function, which is where I was at at the beginning of this. So all of that to answer your question by saying for me, it's I did it. I walked through it before. I was fine. I'm in this work every single day, helping people get to this place of fine and not just fine, but thriving because you can thrive in the pain. And that's where I'm at. I'm like, I'm thriving in the pain. Does it hurt? Yes. And I'm still going to live my most vibrant life that I can. Yeah. And it doesn't break you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was definitely a big thing. And I can even relate this to something that I talked about a couple podcasts ago, which was that, um, the last weekend of my, um, my school for my finals where I like pushed through and did all of those essays. And at the end of that, I'm still writing that high all these weeks later of the I'm capable. And I mean, that's just like, obviously not as consequential of as what you're going through. But I think the biggest part for me on trusting the universe and trusting, trusting yourself, even if you don't necessarily believe in a higher power or, you know, higher energetic, whatever, um, is trusting your own capabilities and that no matter what you're going through, it's not going to break you. And so if you find yourself in a space right now or at any time where you're just like, I don't know what the outcome's going to be. And obviously like there's different levels to this. If you Mm -hmm. are in a space where this is like dangerous headspace for you, like you need to reach out for help. That's, that's not what we're talking about right now. Um, what we're talking about is like, it could be life or death, but not life or death situation. You know what I mean? Um, if you find yourself in that space where you're like, this is hard. I don't feel capable. I don't know if I'm going to get through this. I don't know what this outcome is going to be. And I'm uncomfortable do something, whether it's like sitting through that, like you should 
absolutely sit through that and make sure that you are capable, like to prove to yourself that you are capable and maybe do a something else, like take a, not a pivot. What is it like a sidestep and mm. do something else to build up your confidence, to prove to yourself that you are capable. I think for me, that is, has kind of become the biggest, um, kind of word, I guess, in knowing that things are going to be okay, knowing that nothing's going to break me, knowing that I can keep moving forward and I can do difficult things and I can get like sit in um, uncomfortability is knowing that I am, am capable. Um, yeah. So if you're in that moment right now, like find something that gives you confidence in yourself, find something that makes you feel even if that, I mean, if you're at this point, even if that's waking up and making your bed or washing your face or taking a shower because you feel like shit, like even if it's just those basic at that basic level, like taking care of yourself, knowing that you're capable, knowing that you can do whatever to like get you through to the next moment. Yeah. 100%. And you know, that's honestly that first day was me saying, Rachel, get yourself in the shower, Rachel, get yourself to breakfast, Rachel, get yourself to the next thing. Because I did. I had to just honestly moment by moment by moment by moment. And yeah. um, and it does get easier. It does. It's I'm only on what day four of this now. Um, yeah. Yet it does get easier. And knowing, thinking about the outcome. And, and when I say outcome right now in this context, I don't mean how are things going to work out? I don't know how things are going to work out, but I know that wherever I get there, wherever that is on the other side of this grief, I'll be okay. Yeah, absolutely. I think the not knowing the outcome, especially for people who are planners or are big picture thinkers, or do feel like their life needs to be going a certain way can feel so scary and uncomfortable. Mm. And like I said, can lead to inaction. And I don't know, I just look back at the years, literal years that I spent in inaction because mm -hmm. I was so afraid of that outcome or I was like, I had it so like, um, perfect in my mind of what it's supposed to be. And obviously like, you know, for anybody that deals with perfectionism, that perfect outcome is never going to happen. Like it's just, that's cause we're humans. Like, right. so it like imperfect, imperfect, imperfection, like what is the word I'm trying to say, <laughs> is a part of who we are. It's in our DNA. So dealing with like a, some, like a perfect outcome is not the thing. It is the journey. And it's like, haha, I know that's so cliche. So sorry. But like, as I'm going through, I don't know, this kind of up level that I feel like I'm currently in this season of my life, I'm kind of like finding that cliches are hold the most truth of like mm -hmm. anything yeah. and everything that we yeah. like talk about. Um, I don't remember what I was trying to say. <laughs> That's okay. I'll <laughs> jump in here. I've been okay. a little uh, just listening and soaking it all in because I think that this is so important to realize that when we're saying like let go of the plan like we're not saying like lose focus on what you want 
it's more of letting go of when it's going to happen, where it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, and you're staying focused on why it matters to you. And so what we have been saying, like that self-love, that we do matter, like I matter, you matter, it's important because the way that we feel about ourselves and the things that we're going towards in our lives, that reason why is what's going to keep us focused on quote unquote the plan rather than having so much hyper focus on that plan where you feel like incapacitated to move or however you're so stuck in the grooves of that path, you don't see that there is a bigger, more easily traveled path right next to you that still leads you towards that same, why do you want this? Why is it important to you? What is the meaning behind it? And I think that I just want to make that clarification. We're not saying like, let go of life's plan and, you know, just la-di-da, twiddle your thumbs through life. I think that letting go of the plan is more of, just embracing the moment, living in the moment, trusting that, you know, there is a divine plan and you can manifest that plan into your life by focusing why do you want it, what's important to you, and holding that value rather than the end picture of that plan. Do you know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. As you were talking, I honestly, what came up for me was, yes, even though I don't know how my outcome will look, the th- my why, the reason why I'm walking in this, the ultimate end goal is just more peace, happiness, joy, love in my life. That's mm-hmm. the reason why. The how, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know the how. And I don't know if that means we we work on ourselves for a while and then we reconcile, or if that means we work on ourselves for a while and we say goodbye. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know the how, and I don't know the when. I don't know if it's gonna be a month, three months. I don't. There's no way of knowing that. The only thing that I know is that ultimate end goal, which for me right now is more peace, more joy, and more love. And that's what I'm walking toward. So I, when I say like, I don't know the outcome. Well, I do. It's my whole why, right, is more love. But I just don't know what that looks like yet. And that's okay. And of course, that's okay. And that's like the beauty of life is that we get to embrace the moment of each breath, of each moment, of each day. Because there is no guarantee tomorrow. And that's like all we can do is bring that love, that light, that joy, that happiness into each moment of living. And I think that's the importance of like letting go of the plan is just recognizing that there is a moment right here, right now. And that plan, whether you focus on it or you don't focus on it, you let it go or you are hell bent on it. This moment, what you do in this moment, how you feel in this moment, that's like what is the support of life. Mm-hmm. I think it's also really important too to 
reanalyze what your plan is because <clears throat> you look at your situation reach and someone would be able to say like, oh, you're doing this for more, you know, joy and peace and whatever, but you just completely disrupted the quote unquote joy and peace and happiness that you had. And so it takes a reframe of what that actually means to you. And yes, you may have to disrupt what your original thought and a, opinion and viewpoint of what those words meant to you and those ideas meant to you for the ultimate sacrifice of knowing that you will attain a, a new version of them in the future. Absolutely. And, you know, for me, when I looked at my relationship, and I think for anybody who's ever gone through separation or gone through divorce, you come to a place where you're like, is, is this bringing me any joy at all? Yeah. And if the answer is no, then there needs to be some kind of intervention of or something needs to change. Um, because that's that's where I was at was um, the joys in my relationship uh, were few and far between. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the stress and the dysfunction was uh, intense and a lot. The majority Mm -hmm. of the time. So if you're in a relationship and you're like, why would you ever separate from somebody? And and I used to not understand it. I used to not understand separation. I used to not understand divorce of like, how can you say you're so committed to this person? And then you come to a place where you just give up and say, well, that's it, I guess. And for me, it was understanding that I feel like I've tried everything. I feel like I've tried everything I feel like he's tried a lot of things too and ultimately we're just like well what we have tried hasn't worked so maybe this separation will work maybe it will bring me some more peace and joy maybe it will bring you some more peace and joy and maybe that's the new that we're stepping into Um, don't recommend it for anyone listening. It's not like I'm saying, (laughs) you know, do as I do. I'm just saying this is my reality right now. And I'm sick and tired of living in a world that wants to hide things that wants to pretend that everything's okay and hide their vulnerability and hide their authenticity and hide what's really going on for the sake of being seen a certain way that I just can't even stomach that. Like even just saying that out loud, I'm like hot and flustered and upset that upsets me. Mm -hmm. And so I would rather be real and authentic and say this, this is what's happening in my life right now and risk people being upset with me. Um, and, and that's fine. Be upset and let me know that you're upset because I can handle it. Yeah. So I'll I'll go ahead, Tash. Oh, I was just thinking I have an example um, outside of this one that we've been using with you, Rachel, if this would help connect our audience um, in a new way with this idea of letting go of the plan and finding joy in the process. When I was in university, I had this plan, you know, 
the plans set by not only myself, but like larger society around me is that that university degree is going to be the stepping stone to success. So that was the plan, you know, go to university, get my degree, follow through with the classes, yada, yada, yada. And when I came to realize like letting go of, for me, letting go of that plan was realizing I was not enjoying the process anymore. Like I, at the beginning, absolutely loved every single one of my classes I was taking. I thought it was so intriguing and enthralling, like what I was learning. And then as time went on, I started to lose joy in the process and I wasn't having that kind of like peace in the moment which sounds like crazy being a student full class load how do you have peace in that moment and you find that joy by the process of doing what are you studying what are you consuming and for me I had lost that and letting go of the plan is what helped me bring joy back into the process Mm -hmm. and so letting go of that that big picture plan of I need that four-year degree to have my university stepping stones, letting go of that, recognizing, hey, I can make a different choice. I can see what's working, what's not working, and what can I do differently. And in that moment, what was working was that I loved to learn. I loved learning about our world and the things that, you know, bring us all together. And what wasn't working was the type of classes I was choosing all had this kind of negative lens to it where it was very doom and gloom about our world and the globalization of how our interactions are causing all this chaos in the world. And so what I did differently is like, okay, I still love to study like geography and travel and the world. What can I do differently I can go into tourism and still study all these things I love, the process of studying, learning, finding out new information, letting go of that ultimate plan that I have to do it in four years, I have to get that degree, letting go of that and just enjoying the process, having peace, knowing that I made the choice that I did and having acceptance in that choice is ultimately what led to the joy in the process is okay I accept I have to let go of this plan I had and now that I can live in this moment where do I find the joy what processes find happiness in what processes light me up and so I was thinking yeah although it's not the same situation as Rachel with the separation it can be you know any area of your life that can you need to jiggle up that plan a little bit and let it go yeah for sure well and I feel like collectively on the macro scale the entire world has been dealing with Mm -hmm. the going with the flow like giving yourself up to the end uh or to the journey thing with COVID in the past year every single person's life on the planet has changed in the past year because of COVID. And we've all had to, I mean, I, I don't know of one person who has not had to be like, okay, cool. So how do we pivot? 
And for those that haven't tried to do that pivot yet and are still, I don't know, I don't want to say clinging to what we Mm -hmm. used to have, but like from where I'm sitting, I would much rather take what's happening with the world and be like, cool. So where do I fit in now going forward? Where does my career ideas fit in going forward? How do I make money going forward? Um, You know, with the world throwing us this huge wrench in the plan and us just kind of have to having to like sit in the lazy river of it all and be like, cool, I guess I'll, uh, I guess I'll be here for a while, (laughs) you know, like this is still not the end of it. We still don't know what this outcome is going to be. And all we can do is sit in the uncomfortability of not knowing of getting a million and a half different ideas of do masks work? Don't they? Well, we know that they work now, but you know, like all of these different ideas of what is going on and whose fault it is. And is this political? Is this not political? All the things and having to sit Mm -hmm. in the fact that we don't know because we're not those experts. And that's like the majority of the population of the world, you know? So I love that metaphor that you use is like, we're on a lazy river in our, in our inner tubes. And you know, that's what we have. We don't know the plan of the river, like what's going to be under that next turn. We don't know if there's rapids coming. We don't know if there's a waterfall coming. All we know is that this is our life raft. And this, if we spring a leak, we have to figure out how to patch it. And (laughs) I don't know, that image in my mind was like, yes, that is the perfect image to describe letting go of the plan. You're like up shit creek without a paddle and you just have to go with the flow. (laughs) Yeah, well, and I, it made me think of another like version of that metaphor too, or like a continuation is like, if you're in a lazy river and you feel like you see a waterfall coming up, you could try and stop yourself and try and like swim back up river, mm. but you don't know that waterfall may be the funnest waterfall that you've ever fallen down in your entire life. And you don't know yeah. because you're too scared to fall down it. Right. Yes, exactly. And as you guys were talking, my brain was going to just being in alignment wherever you are and for those for people that are like they keep saying alignment like what does that mean I've had clients come to me and say you know fix my marriage I've had clients come to me and say fix this relationship I've had clients come to me and say fix my daughter I've had clients come to me and say you know work on me so then I can deal with my dad and and the thing is um if, if you're listening to me and you're like how can she be a life coach and claim all this healing work and then separate from her husband? I don't promise outcomes to clients. It isn't about the outcome. If you're like, I'm coming to you because I need to fix, quote unquote, fix this relationship. I'm not going to promise that. What I'm going to guarantee you is that we're going to work on your negative thoughts, we're going to work on your negative emotions, and we're going to help you come to a place where you're in alignment with yourself and with your God. And when you are in alignment where you absolutely love yourself every single day, either your relationship will get better because it just will, or you'll say, huh, that's interesting that I 
was okay with the, those old behaviors that I'm no longer okay with. And now I know for certain I need to do something different in my life. So releasing the plan also applies to this work that we do. Mm-hmm. You can have a goal and you can have an outcome. All we're going to do is we're going to make sure you're in alignment with that outcome, but we can't tell you what that outcome looks like. You can't come to us for coaching and say, um, I want to, I want to find, you know, my future husband will, what we can do is we'll say, great, the husband, like you're going to level up yourself. So that the person that you do meet in the future is going to be a hundred times of a better fit for you and your true authentic self. Cause if you go out there right now with all your wounds, all your traumas, all your garbage, all the stuff that you're pulling in from your parents, from your past relationships, and you try to go find someone you're going to find somebody who reflects all of that back to you. That's what our unconscious mind does. So let's heal the self and then let the outward world reflect that healing. But I can't promise you what that reflection is going to look like. All I can promise you is it'll be better than the reflection that you're seeing right now. <laughs> Ash just dropped the mic if you couldn't see for Rachel. <laughs> Yes, that was golden. And I feel like that would be a brilliant spot to end this episode Mm -hmm. because it is everything she just said. I can't say it better. (laughs) (laughs) So we're not even going to (laughs) try. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us this week. Yeah. And just keep in mind uh, your inspired action from listening to today's episode is just live in the moment. Let go of what you think the plan has to be or should be or must be. And just trust that you are being guided by that higher universal God, Allah, whatever it is you believe in. Find peace in the moment. And we hope that you have a hopeful day. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Babes with Hope. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of our coaching programs, you can reach us directly at babeswithhope.thinkific.com. That's babeswithhope.thinkific.com. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.